Just because you're experiencing burnout doesn't mean you did something wrong. It's the reality of leadership. It's not a failure about something that you did. But there are ways we can become more resilient to burnout. Welcome to the Pursue Whole Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Maurer. And in this podcast, I share my insights as a leadership coach and former therapist. I sit down with some of the highest level leaders in business, entertainment, and human performance to help you pursue wholeness in your work, life, and relationships. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining today. We're talking about something that every leader faces, and that is burnout. Let me tell you a little bit about where we're going today. We're going to be talking about four ways to reach burnout, and I'm going to give you some techniques and tactics on how to get out of burnout or become more resilient. So we have to ask this question, how many leaders are actually experiencing burnout these days? Well, We know from the Development Dimensions Global Leadership Forecast of 2021, which looked at 15,000 leaders, 60% of those leaders felt used up at the end of the workday. When you think about burnout, you have to think about a fire that has gone completely completely out. Most of us have this fire, this enthusiasm, this energy, and we feel good about that. We feel excited. We feel motivated to go into work. I'm watching a show right now called Alone. And if you've seen the show, they send these individuals out into the wilderness way up in Canada in the Arctic to survive for as many days as they can with only essential items. And you'll notice that once they're able to get their fire started, It is extremely important to them that that fire does not go out, especially if they don't have starter flint to start it again. And there was one lady on this last episode. She had to move camps a couple miles away, and she put one coal into a package, and she had to carry it the entire way. Now, it's 30 degrees outside, so more than likely this coal is going to go out. But she knew that if she didn't move fast enough and this coal goes out, she's a goner. Once that coal goes out in our life, we have a chance to bring it back. But if that coal goes all the way out, it's extremely difficult to get that fire started back up. And she knew that. And we know that as leaders. Becoming more resilient against burnout starts by understanding what are these core patterns and rhythms in life that lead to burnout. Burnout doesn't just happen because we make one or two decisions. Burnout is happening because we have patterns and systems in our life as leaders that are not working to our benefit. There are four patterns and rhythms that we need to look at. The first is when stress becomes toxic stress. The second one is that there becomes a large gap between who you have to be and who you are. The third is that there's a growing incongruence between what's on the inside and the outside. And the fourth is that you become addicted to these highs and lows, this intense, frequent highs and lows of leadership. So let's start with the first one. Let's jump in. Stress becomes toxic stress. Stress is good. It releases cortisol. That actually activates the prefrontal cortex that allows us to focus. It allows us to move. It allows us to drive. It allows us to think creatively. But How we define toxic stress is prolonged and elevated levels of stress in the absence of deep connection. I mean, if that doesn't define the last year and a half, I don't know what does. With COVID, there's been these prolonged and elevated levels of stress, and we haven't been able to connect with people. What does this do to the brain? Well, we go into a state of adrenal fatigue because that cortisol, that adrenal gland is pumping cortisol through our body. And once it's done that over and over and over again, it loses the capacity to produce at the level that it originally was. And we go into adrenal fatigue. And we see that there's a decreased activation in the prefrontal cortex because 
Our amygdala, or fight, flight, or freeze system, is activated to such a degree that our prefrontal cortex, our logical part of the brain, can't operate effectively. Next, the Broca area part of the brain, which deals with speech and language, is deactivated. We can't communicate as clearly with our family and our teams because we're under toxic stress. So what do we do here? Well, you got to get your body and your mind back to baseline. The best way to do that is place your feet flat on the ground. When we're under high levels of stress, we almost feel like our body's floating. If you ever feel kind of dizzy or disoriented during high levels of stress, what one of the best things to do is put your feet flat on the ground and put pressure through your feet into the ground. You might even notice your chair you're sitting in, move back and forth and lean back against it. What this is going to do is it's going to remind you you're, you're grounded, you're here. And the other thing is you have to pay special attention to your breath. When we are under stress, our shoulders go up, our tension in our shoulders increases, and that causes us to do chest breathing rather than diaphragmatic breathing. And why that's important is because your brain, especially that logical prefrontal cortex, needs oxygen to work well. So if you're taking shallow breaths and you're only taking in about half of your oxygen capacity, your brain isn't going to work as effectively as it could. So here's what I suggest. Breathe in slowly through your nose for five seconds out through your mouth slowly as if you're breathing through a straw and do that five times. This is going to recalibrate your body and it's going to feed oxygen to the vital organ called your brain. The second way we get into burnout is there's a growing gap between who you have to be and who you are. We know that as leaders, we have to wear multiple hats. Even if it's not our specialty, even if it's not our gifting, we have to jump in when we can. That's a natural process. But if you're a natural peacemaker and you find yourself in an environment that requires you to have a lot of candor or face a lot of confrontation, over the long term, you're not going to do well there. You're going to face burnout. You got to get the right people in the right seats. And you got to ask questions not only to yourself as leaders, but also to your team asking, what lights you up? What lights you up in the morning when you wake up? What do you get excited to do? And at the same time, what is draining your energy? How are you going to offload those things? How are you going to delegate that? Who's going to handle those responsibilities for you? I can't tell you how many leaders hold tasks and responsibilities that they should not be doing simply because they don't know how to let go and trust. Now, if they could let go and trust and go back to what they're built to do, then they could be in their wheelhouse and they would use less emotional mental energy to do the tasks that they're not built to do. You got to step back from the chaos and you got to ask yourself, what can only I do? What am I built to do? The third way that we move into burnout is that there's a growing incongruence between what you show on the outside and what's hidden on the inside. Think of how much energy it takes you to bury and to hide loneliness, insecurity, fear, imposter syndrome. You know how you, you dart your eyes when you can't look at someone in the face because you feel embarrassed or you feel ashamed? That takes emotional, mental energy. Your body is constantly in fight, flight, or freeze to not let people see what's inside. That's exhausting. I've talked to multiple leaders where they explain to me this exhausting process of having to go throughout work to be on while at the same time, they have to hide what's going on on the inside. Now, you don't have to be open and vulnerable with everybody, but you got to have a couple key people in your life. And let me tell you the most important person you have to be honest with, yourself. If you can't be honest with yourself, there is no being honest with others. So I call this the one, one by two rule. You got to be honest with yourself. 
And you got to be honest with two other people. You have to create a rhythm of connecting and engaging with these people on a regular basis so that they can ask you good questions. They can ask you, what's your high this week? What's your low this week? What are you struggling with? You need to say things to these people like, I need help. Where are my blind spots? I messed up. I don't know. You have to invest emotional energy and relational energy and create time and space to invest into these relationships. The fourth way that you reach burnout is that you're going to have intense and frequent highs and lows. Now, it's normal for leaders to experience highs and lows. Welcome to leadership, the roller coaster of life. If you're not willing to face that, don't get on. It's a bumpy ride. You got big wins, you got big losses, excitement and despair, trust and breaking trust, hiring and firing. And what we know from research and especially around vulnerability is you can't have big wins if you're not willing to have big losses. If you're not willing to take risks, you're not going to have rewards. If you're not willing to be in despair, you're not going to be able to get excited. One thing we know is that you cannot selectively numb emotions. So if you don't like fear and you don't like loneliness and you don't like sadness or anger, but you really like joy and happiness, well, I hate to break it to you. If you pull down sadness and fear and loneliness, you're automatically pulling down joy and hope and excitement. And this is why a lot of leaders become depressed is because they live life flatlined. You know that heart rate monitor in hospitals that goes up and down? What does it mean when that goes straight across? That life is gone. And yet a lot of leaders, what they do is they numb emotion, they numb the highs because they numb the lows and they end up being flatlined and that leads to depression and that leads to burnout. You gotta know that you're gonna have highs and lows and you gotta ride those in a healthy way. Highs and lows are normal. But if they're too frequent or they're too intense, this can lead to burnout. So if you're having fires that you have to put out every single day on multiple occasions, or you have major highs and major lows, physically and emotionally, that's gonna tap you out. So here are some action items to move out of this type of burnout. You have to celebrate your wins. After your sprints, don't move into another sprint. After you push through, don't keep pushing through. You gotta step back with yourself, with your team, and actually celebrate where you've come from. When you have those big highs, celebrate it. And when you have those big lows, acknowledge it and feel that loss. Most leaders are gonna minimize it and push it down because they wanna move on. But what gets stuffed gets blown up. <laughs> and you know what I'm meaning here because when you stuff it, it's like a pressure cooker. That pressure begins to build. It doesn't get out and then boom, you have a blow up. You have a, a fight, you, have, you act out in some way, you do something that you feel shamed about, all because you've been storing it deep inside. Give yourself 10 minutes, okay? You don't have to mope all day long, you don't have to mope all week long. Give yourself 10 minutes to feel the loss that just happened in your life. So what this means, close your door, pause, acknowledge what you feel. I either feel sad, scared, fearful, lonely, and discouraged. And then just notice that in your body for a second. Take literally 30 seconds and ask yourself, if I feel sad, where in my body do I feel? Ah, oh, my chest feels like it's sinking or I feel like I just got punched in my stomach. Sit with that for 30 seconds. And what we know about research around emotion is when we can name it and we can feel it, it actually moves out of us. So instead of having that pressure cooker continuing to build energy, you're releasing it in a really healthy way. You're coping with those lows. And then you're going to be able to get right back to those highs. One of the best things for me in business, when I experience failure or defeat or discouragement, 
I move through this process and the thing that always helps me move on is I have this phrase in my head that says, get back up. Just get back up. All you have to do is get back up. If I can get back up, I know that I will win at business and life. It's those who choose not to get back up that don't move on. But here's the thing. The reason why they don't get back up is because they shove for so long that the explosion is so vast and so great that the damage is almost too too large that they can't get back up. Let's review four ways to reach burnout as leaders. Your stress is going to become toxic stress. What you can do about that is put your feet flat on the ground, and I want you to breathe in slowly through your nose for five seconds, out your mouth, and do that five times total. Number two, the gap between who I have to be and who I am is continuing to grow. You got to ask questions like, what lights you up? What drains you? And how do you delegate that? The third way we reach burnout is there's an incongruence between what you hide on the inside and what you show on the outside. You got to follow the one-two rule. You got to be completely accountable with yourself and honest. And you got to be completely honest and accountable to two other people in your life. You have to find a rhythm and a routine to connect with these people and not just pop in and not just pop in once a quarter. Number four, you have intense and frequent highs and lows. What you got to do on the ups, you got to celebrate those wins. Don't minimize them. Don't keep hustling on. Celebrate them. Let yourself feel the joy. And when you're down, you got to feel those losses and reconnect with them. Remember, just because you're experiencing burnout doesn't mean you did something wrong. It's the reality of leadership. It's not a failure about something that you did. But there are ways we can become more resilient to burnout so that we can bring our full selves to our work, life, and relationships. If you practice those techniques, you will become more resilient to burnout. And not only that, you'll become the whole leader that you were meant to be. All right. Take care, everyone. I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, links, and show notes, visit PursueWhole.com and click podcast. Before we go, it would be extremely helpful if you would please leave a review on iTunes or wherever you find this podcast. This helps me understand my audience better and serve more leaders such as yourself. That's it for me this week. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn or other social platforms, and I'll be back next week with another episode of the Pursue Whole podcast. Thank you.